I'm continuing on in the series, It All Started in a Garden. And, uh, and the, the big idea, the premise behind this whole thing is that God's original intention uh, in creating man was that we would live a blessed life in a blessed place. Uh, so at the beginning when God created man, he spoke blessing over him first move, and then he put him in a blessed place called the garden. And we know that, that men choose to do uh, things that were wrong, Adam and Eve, and brought a curse and brought death. But how many of you are grateful for Jesus who breaks the curse, amen, and restores God's original intention? So what intrigues me about this whole idea of this, that God started it all in a garden, is this thought that God works and life works and the kingdom of God, in other words, how God does things in our life, it, it happens garden style. Uh, it happens agriculturally. And so today I want to talk about um, how you can create abundance in your garden because that is God's plan for you. So Genesis 8 verse 22 says this, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. So the principle uh, or the law of, if you will, seed time and harvest always remains the law of sowing and reaping as long as the earth exists um, as long as the earth remains the law of sowing and reaping can be depended on to continue and to remain it's as certain as summer and winter uh, it's as certain as cold and heat it's as certain as day and night. You can count on it. Suzette and I uh, spent a couple of weeks on the beach just a little bit ago, and I took a shot one morning of a sunrise on, on that beach. And, you know, it's amazing to me that you can push your Weather Channel app, and it will tell you the exact time that sunrise will happen every day. You can depend on it. You can go to a tide chart, and it will tell you when high tide is and when low tide is. It can be absolutely dependent on. I still think it's amazing. We had a condo that was on the beach, and it's just a, maybe a couple of hundred yards at the most from the edge of the ocean. The ocean is full, I mean, like trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of gallons of water, but yet you can build a building that's just a few hundred yards away and count on the fact that that water outside of a storm is going to come up to a certain point and go back. To, it is a fixed thing. You can count on it. And what I want to talk to you about today is this idea that sowing and reaping is the way everything works in life. Now, when you get on the right side of sowing and reaping, you are given the incredible potential to create a brand new future. Uh, if you get on the wrong side of sowing and reaping, then you have the potential to create a destruction in your future. 
In other words, there are things that you can do today that will make your future better. There are also things you could do today that can make your future worse. And all of the potential of your future lies in the way that you will handle the seeds that come into your life today. Today is a result of how we handled yesterday's seed. Tomorrow is going to be a result of how we handle today's seed. And so let me just, let me walk you through a few uh, verses and just talk about some ideas. This is Jesus teaching us in Matthew 13, verse 31. It says, Jesus presented another parable to them saying, the kingdom of heaven, in other words, the way God operates, the way things work in the kingdom of God, is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. Everybody say his field. And this is smaller than all the other seeds, but when it's full grown, it's larger than the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. So the principle or the law of how you tend your garden is this idea. God gives you seed, and that seed is small. It doesn't seem like it's all that much, but small seeds create big trees. And when you sow the small seed in the right way, it grows. The, the, str the struggle... The struggle with small seed beginnings is it's, you don't really get an immediate impact, right? Uh, so the small act of seed sowing in the right direction doesn't necessarily seem to move the needle. So you could, you could do push-ups this morning, but it doesn't mean you're going to be in shape this afternoon. You could eat a, a bunch of cookies this morning and it doesn't mean you're going to gain weight this afternoon. And the, the difficulty is, is knowing that the small seed you've sown today, sown again tomorrow, sown again the next day, sown again the next week, sown again the next month, sown again the next year, eventually produces a large tree. But the seeds that are sown that are not working for you in the right direction uh, don't bring their destruction. In other words, you smoke the cigarette today, it may not give you cancer this afternoon, but it could likely give you cancer down the road. And I think when we start talking about abundance, um, a lot of people have a lottery mentality. They, 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 they don't want to grow abundance in their life. They want to win the lottery. They want to buy a ticket that bypasses the law of sowing and reaping. But tomorrow's abundance always begins in seed form 
today. God is a, a powerful God. God is a healing God. God is, is able to, to override many things. But he's not really a magician. He, he's a builder. And if we could get a building mentality uh, towards our life, we're going to cooperate with God's goodness in our life in a lot better way. And I will say this. If you can buy this idea, the, the principle, the law of sowing and reaping, it eventually will create a power that creates a future that is almost like magic. I mean, it's, 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 you have the ability to change your future by the way you handle the seed, the small thing that's in your life today. So let me just start out and just say, don't ever despise the day of small beginnings. Because that is actually the way it works. <laughs> that is actually the beginning. The, what will become a large tree of fruitfulness in your life is always going to start small. We want it to start big. We want it to come blazing out of the gate. But the truth is, it always comes small. The, the way you handle the small seed, in other words, the seed that's in your hand today, you may think, I don't have enough. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough energy. I don't have enough connections. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough Whatever, uh, I, you know, I haven't gotten enough sleep. Come on, it, it, isn't, it, isn't it an amazing thing how we can all get focused on what we don't have? If only I had more time. If only I had more connections. If only I got more sleep. If only I had more money. But the reality is, if you can buy this idea, the way the kingdom of God works is small seed, the little thing that's in your life today, how you use your time today, how you cultivate your connections today, how you're faithful with your financial resources today is going to determine what your tomorrow looks like. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says this. This is what I say. This is, this is actually in the context of, of giving finances, giving offerings. It says, he who sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly, but he who sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. So it is possible that we could be limited by a sparing mentality. In other words, we don't think there's uh, more coming. We think the world is full of scarcity and full of lack. So we hold on to the seed that God has put into our life. So you could have a sparing mentality or a bountiful mentality. You could have a scarcity mentality or an abundance mentality. You could have a lack mentality 
or you could have an increase mentality. So what you sow, you reap. But what this verse is telling us is how you sow, you reap. The way you sow is how you reap. Now, sparing and bountiful is different for every person. In other words, what's sparing for you financially is, is, might be bountiful for someone else. What's sparing for you in terms of gifting or time or energy or emotional space some person's sparing is another person's bountiful. Another, some person's bountiful is another person's sparing. But I think we can look at it this way for every one of us. A sparing mentality is this kind of this idea. What's the least I can do and still get by? What's the very least I could do to just keep the job? What's the very least I could do to stay married. What's the very least I could do? But a bountiful mentality, bountiful sowing is, what's the best I could do? What's the most generous I could be? And you and I have this incredible ability the Bible says, if I sow just trying to barely get by, then my future is going to look like just barely getting by. But if I can give my very best in every situation that I'm in, then my future can start to look bountiful. Galatians 6, 7 See, I want you to see this because I think sometimes people, they, they, they don't like the idea of the law of sowing and reaping, but I just want to know, you to know that we didn't make this idea up. <laughs> it's not like a church or a pastor or a minister or anybody made this up. This is, this is, this is God's idea. Galatians 6 verse 7 says, don't be deceived. Don't don't let yourself be fooled. God is not mocked. Let me put it another way. Don't kid yourself. God's not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. So whatever you want, instead of trying to get it, the Bible says you should give it. Instead of grabbing for yourself, you should give it rather than trying to get it. So, if you want love, then sow love. If you sow violence, you get violence. If you sow peace, you get peace. If you sow division, you get division. 
If you sow to your spirit, you get spiritual growth. If you sow money, you get... I'm going to try this out of the room because I got no friends on this side. If you sow corn, you get... If you sow tomatoes, don't look for corn. That's just dumb. If you sow friendliness, so instead of trying to get friends, how about sow friendship? If you sow mercy, you get mercy. If you sow indifference, you get indifference. If you, if you sow healthy eating and exercise, you get health. But if you sow Big Macs, <laughs> you get growth. If you sow Bible reading time on a regular basis, it seems small. It seems like, I just do this every day, doesn't really matter. Eventually, it becomes a tree. If you sow prayer, you get something out of it. If you sow hard work, you get something out of it. If you sow some money into your savings account, instead of spending it all, you get to decide. You have the ability to create your future by sowing what you want your future to look like. You don't get a harvest by wishing. And there's nobody... That I know that is more devoted to the idea of praying, but you don't get it by praying only. You get a harvest by sowing. All right, I've blessed everybody. I'm going to bless with that idea. Genesis 1, verse 11 God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit after their kind, with seed in them. And it was so. So the earth brought forth vegetation plants, yielding seed after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed in them, after their kind, and God saw that it was good. I think this is, I look at this and I realize God was so futuristic in his outlook that 
he put the potential for every other plant in the first plant. The potential for every other fruit in the first fruit. So that means to me, at least this, God's always looking ahead. He, God has the future in mind. And he puts the potential for our future in seed form in our life. So God puts within our hand what you have in your hand today that doesn't feel like it's enough. That's your seed. And the potential for your future, everything in your life, is in your hand today. The seed for tomorrow is in your hand today. Our potential is locked up in seed form. So that seed might be an idea. And it's an idea... And you don't know how it's going to happen, but until you take the risk to sow the idea and give it a go, you'll never know. So there are a lot of people that have a huge potential for their future, but they are afraid to step out on the idea. That seed might be a gifting. That seems small and inadequate. That seed might be a desire within you. That, that seed might be a, a word or a thought that's just drip, kind of drifting around in us. That seed might be finances. So when you hear somebody stand up in our church and say, honor God with your first and best, and there's a part of you that says, I would love to do that if I could afford to. And I'm just saying to you, if you keep eating your seed, you're never going to get your harvest. Now, I'm just like Paul. The passage I read earlier in Philippians 4, I'm not after your thing. I'm after what profits to your account. So seed, the Bible says, the seed produces after its own kind. So the apple tree is locked up in the apple seed. The orange tree is locked up in the orange seed, right? The peach tree is locked up in the peach seed. I'm just saying your future the dream you have, the vision, the, the future you want is locked up in your seed today. So you might want a house, but it could be locked up in your seed. You might have a desire for a business, but it could be locked up in your seed. You might have a desire for a happy family, but it's locked up in seed form. Suzette and I moved to Asheville, um, and I was 33. She was not. And um, we'd never owned a house before. And 
uh, we'd rented. We were, we were on staff of a church that, you know, had the idea, God, if, if you keep him humble, we'll keep him poor. And, and, and they did a great job with that. And, but we'd been stashing away a little bit of money here and there uh, to save up for a house. And when the time came for our church to move out of the, the shopping center and buy this piece of land, we both had this impression that we were to sow the seed of what we had to buy a house. In other words, it's a seed when it's not enough to get it done, right? So we, so we just, what we were saving for a house, we sowed into our church buying this piece of land. And it was not long after that that we actually found a house. And then when we lived in that house for a couple of years, uh, we sold it, put it on the market, and had two full-price offers on the house before noon the first day, made 25000 bucks, which was more than we'd sown, which is how the whole thing works. Hello. And then the new house that we ended up buying after we sold the first house in the first year appraised for $30,000 more than we'd paid for it. So we're already $55,000 ahead and let the journey continue. Now we live in a house that is completely paid for, like 100% completely paid for. And I would honestly look back to go, when we took the risk to sow that seed, the seed that we've been saving for our house into the advancement of the kingdom of God, I'm not saying you can buy God's favor. Don't make that mistake in your own head. And don't make that mistake saying I said that. But if you have it in your heart and the Holy Spirit is impressing on you, maybe the thing that you've got in your hand right now isn't enough to get it done. But if you sow it into something, it's amazing what could happen. Seed bears fruit after its kind. So, you don't sow prayer and get physical health. You don't sow exercise and get spiritual vitality. Follow me on this one. You don't sow into your work and get a good marriage. If you sow kindness and attention into your marriage, you get a harvest out of your marriage. Now, here's why I'm saying that. Because I have people that come up to me and say, Pastor, would you pray for my marriage? And I'll go, I, usually I will. But what I really want to say is, are you, are you being kind? Are you, are you, are you showing attention? Are you, are, you, are you sowing into your relationship? Because I could pray a prayer, but if you're still mean, hello.
If you sow diligence and excellence into your work, you get a promotion. I'm praying God gives me a promotion. How about show up to work on time? How about stay there and work all day? How about, how about bountiful sowing? Instead of what's the least I can get by with and keep this job? Hello. Amen. All this is it's in my notes for, it's actually not in my notes, so somebody in this service needs to hear it. This Luke 6.38, give and it will be given to you. <laughs> How often do we think when I get, well, then I'll give. When she starts being nice to me, I'll start being nice to her. So, and it'll come back to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. This is a phrase that has impacted my life for, for a long time now. By your standard, of measure. It will be measured to you in return. Mm. You mean God doesn't decide all that? It's by your standard. He, he put the principle in place. By your standard of measure. If you want an abundant future... then you have to sow abundantly today. Whether that is you're going to sow prayer in an abundant way, not just what's the least I can get by with. You're going to sow love. You're going to sow financial resources. You're going to sow growth. By your standard of measure, Put a teaspoon in, get a teaspoon back. Put a bucket in, get a bucket back. And I know somebody is sitting there going, dang, PK. I, I'm saying to you, this is how you can take the little thing that's in your life today and make it a great, big, abundant thing tomorrow. You set the standard of your life. You set the standard of your future by how you give today. If, if you want your life to be abundant, then you have to sow abundant. You have to sow bountifully. You have to sow in a way that's not just seeing what's the least I can get by with, but what's the best I can do. What's the most generous move I could make? You know, you can, you can count the seeds in an orange, but you can never count all the oranges that are in a seed. And the compelling thing to me about this whole idea is that seeds always produce an incredible 
out-of-proportion harvest. The seed seems so small, but you got to look at the future creating possibilities. So whatever I want my future to look like, I have to locate what are the seeds in my hand today. And every day I got to be thinking, I'm making a move. So this thought that I'm entertaining in my head, is that really creating the future I want? This word that I'm about ready to say, is that really creating the future I want? That, that harsh word, is that creating the kind of relationship you want? This, this action, is that moving me towards the future that I want to have? The seeds that we sow in private will bear their fruit in public. What I've discovered is that you get to see the tree with the fruit, but hardly anybody sees the sowing. Nobody knows whether you really had your prayer times or not, but it starts to show up. Nobody ever really knows if you read your Bible or not, but it starts to show up. Nobody ever knows if you chose the apple or the cookie. But after a while, <laughs> it shows up. Nobody knows your decision to save a little bit or spend it all. It happens in private. If you could see the tiny little seeds that are in your hand today and recognize this is my doorway to abundance. If you will handle the small opportunities, the small issues, and recognize that your abundant future is hidden in that, and recognize that what God starts as small is never intended to remain small. <laughs> how, how big you start is not the issue. It's recognizing that God has put into the earth, God has put into life, God has put into the way he operates on the earth. Seed, time, and harvest. Sowing and reaping. Your abundance and your growth are built into the fabric of your garden. Your seed is going to grow. I want to pray with you today. I want you to bow your heads, please, and I want you to close your eyes. Father, I'm praying for every person in this room that feels like they don't have enough. They don't have enough time. They don't have enough connections. They don't have enough energy. They haven't had enough sleep. They don't have enough money. They just feel like they don't have enough. I'm asking you to help every one of us 
locate the seed that's in our hand today and to sow it and to use it and watch you work your miracles. With every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you're here today and the truth is you've never just surrendered your life to Jesus. You've never made that first move. I know it seems like a small move, but it's the beginning of a great life. Maybe you're here today and you could look back to a time where you used to be close to the Lord, but you're not there now. This is an opportunity for you to return home. Or maybe you just feel unsure about where you stand with God. If that's, if any of those are you, and you say, Pastor, I, I want to open my heart to surrender to Jesus, or I want to make sure I'm right with God again, or I have slipped away, but I want to come back. I want to pray with you. If that's you, would you lift your hand and say, that's me, would you pray for me? All over this room. Anybody who wants to say yes to God. Anybody who wants to say yes and surrender. Anybody who wants to make sure they're right with God. All over the room. Let's pray this prayer together. Everybody lift your voice and say with me. Everybody say, Lord Jesus. I surrender my life to your love, to your Lordship. I need you, I want you in my world as my Lord. I know I've sinned, so I come to the cross where you've paid the price for my forgiveness. Today is a fresh start. It's a new beginning as I surrender to you. Help me become the person you created me to be. Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord.